Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here is a sample of what you'll be hearing today. If you're holding a grudge against them, you have to forgive them and let it go. But understand something, forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for you. It's for you, it's for us. When we forgive that individual, we're not taking them off the hook because their offense is actually against God, right? Because you are a child of God. So when they offend you, they actually offend your father. And when you forgive them, you release them of their sin debt. You actually give father the authority to then begin to deal with them. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now here is today's message. Hi, everybody. Welcome once again to another Thursday night Bible study right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We're going to have such a wonderful time and you're going to be so glad that you joined us. So as you know, we're in a series entitled Overcoming Our Fears, and this is part number 21. If you haven't heard the last messages, then go back and do that. I believe it's going to bless you and you're going to be so excited about tonight's Bible study. I know that I am and I'm ready to get right into it. All right, before we get started, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us, and I ask for the anointing of your spirit to be all on us tonight and lead us into all truth and show us things to come. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory, glory, glory. All right, well, let's go ahead and get started. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit loud. We got some construction going on here. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Uh, we're finally building our new media facility. Awesome, 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 awesome. But, you know, it's a bit loud. Uh, so let's go ahead and go to the park. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and I brought my uh, transportation device here, my portation device, and let's go ahead and, and bring our portal up and go to the park, shall we? We're gonna be fancy smancy. Oh, wow. There's the portal in it. It's, it's, it's trying to, uh, I'll see you there. Whoa, made it. We're in the park. That's exciting. What happened to the rest of my body? Oh, wait a second. Maybe if I, hey, can I have a little help here? Thanks. Oh, awesome. Woo. Everything is still here now. Woo. Thank the Lord. All right. Well, it's time for us to go ahead and get started uh, with our Thursday night Bible study. We're here at the park and it's exciting, exciting, exciting. Tonight we want to speak from the subject of God. Do you hear me? God, do you hear me? Have you ever said that before? You know, so we're going to talk about prayer tonight and getting a prayer through. And this is going to help us overcome our fears. God, do you hear me? <laughs> All right. We're going to have a great time. But you know what? In order for us really to talk about prayer, I mean, this park is nice and all, but I really think we're going to have to ascend to a higher place because really as we talk about prayer, you know, our prayers go up and we want our prayers to go above the ceiling. So why don't we just go there? 
or at least to a heavenly place. You ready? All right, here we go. I'm gonna put on my Superman. All right, here we go. Hey, this is great. <laughs> yeah, we're almost there. <laughs> this place is amazing. Woohoo! We made it. Raise the roof, raise the roof. Hey, there's a door. Huh. All right, well. Let's go into the light, shall we? Come on. Now, this is where we're going to have Bible study tonight. Awesome. All right. Well, tonight, as we said, we're going to speak from the subject of God, do you hear me? God, do you hear me? All right. So we're going to be talking about um, maybe if I would say some act some prayer activators or some rules, I guess, some things that you need to know in order to have an effective prayer life with your heavenly father. And of course, this is not the totality of it all. Uh, it's not everything, but this is a good place for you to start. Okay. So the first thing we want to note tonight is that understand something that prayer is a relationship between your loving father, between our heavenly father and his children. It's a relationship between father and children. So when you think about that, first of all, when you go into prayer, understand that it's all about relationship, all about relationship. Okay. Luke, the 11th chapter, Luke 11, verses 1 and 2, the disciples asked Jesus a question, and they asked him a question regarding prayer. So let's check this out. All right, Luke 11, verse 1 and 2 says this, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Listen to Jesus' answer. This is phenomenal. And he said unto them, when ye pray, let me start again. And he said unto them, when ye pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven, so in earth. Now that's the reference there from Luke, Luke 11. So it's a little bit different from the one in Matthew, but it's the same content. Now listen. Jesus brings a concept that we've never seen before. Jesus talks about God as father, as father. Jesus told his, his disciples, when you pray, he's talking to his disciples, his followers, the ones who are committed to him, the ones who believe in him. He's saying to them, this is how you communicate with God. You call him father. Realize that that is phenomenal. So prayer starts off again with relationship. You have to see God as father. And if you are definitely born of God, born again, you're born of God's spirit. He is your father. So talk to him as your father and he loves you. He proved how much he loved you by giving his only begotten son to die for you and to be raised on the third day Jesus is alive forevermore. So the first thing in prayer, remember, we want to communicate with God as father. Secondly, I want you also to notice that we enter into prayer with worship. 
or we can say with praise and thanksgiving. Now, the Lord said here, say, Our Father which art in heaven, uh, or, yeah, which art in heaven, hallowed. Hallowed means to worship. It means holy. Holy is your name. So they're worshiping. The Lord says, you worship the Father. When you, go in, when you go before his presence, honor him as Father, and then begin to worship. Then begin to thank him. Now, a good reference for that is also in Psalm 100, verse number four. Listen to this one. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Awesome. So as you go before Father, we want to go before him with thanksgiving. Be thankful and praise him. Thank him for all that he's done for you. Thank him for what you do have. You say, well, I don't have this, that, or the other, but you have something. You say, I, I, I don't have new shoes, but you have feet. Glory to God. I don't have a house I want, but you have a house. You have somewhere to live. Glory. Let's start with an attitude of gratitude and worship as we go before Father. Amen. Hallelujah. So first rule, or we can say the first activation uh, of prayer is let's see Father, let's see God as Father. Let's see him as Father. And then let's begin to be thankful before him and bless his name because he's good. Hallelujah. Now, the next few things I want to show you, really let these things be uh, a guide in prayer, a guide in prayer. I'm going to show you about four or five things that really will help energize and activate your prayer. All right. So this next thing is that you need to pray in the name of Jesus. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. All right, let's look at some scriptures here. John, uh, John 14, verse number 13 uh, through 14. Listen to this. It says, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, Jesus speaking, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Praise God. So he's saying, Ask the Father in the name of Jesus. So I would go in prayer as this. I would say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. The word name implies authority. You're coming in the authority of Christ Jesus. You're coming in his name. You're coming in his likeness. You're not coming in your name or the name of someone else. You're not coming because you've been good or you've done good works. You never want to go before Father saying, Father, I know you're going to hear me because I've done this and that. No, that's prideful. That's arrogant. Uh -uh, don't want to do that. We come before the Father in Jesus' name and he will hear you. Glory to God. Let's look at a few more. Let's look at John 15 and uh, verse 16. I love this. And it says, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the father in my name, he will give he one more time, whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. God's going to give it to you. Whatever you ask him in the name of Jesus. Now, there are other there are some other rules or we say guidelines as it relates to what you're going to ask. But we'll talk about that in just a few moments. But let's just stay on this topic. We're going to ask the Father in Jesus name. 
Let's look at John 16, John 16, verse 32, uh, verse 23 through 24. And it says this and uh, John King James Version. And it says, and in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name, he will give it you over and over again. Uh, verse 24, he says, Hither, hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. He said, up until this point, you haven't asked in my name. I've been right here with you. But when I'm going away to the Father, ask in my name. Ask for me. Hallelujah. Use my name. You ever uh, went into a job situation and, and somebody tells you, you're trying to get a job and they just, they, they just tell you, hey, use my name. Tell them I sent you. You know, name implies authority and it's always connection. Hallelujah. Use my name. It implies favor. Use my name and father's going to hear you. Glory to God. All right. Now let's look at the next one. We want to also ask, always ask in faith. We want to ask in faith. So, so when you go to pray, ask in faith. Now let's look at that from the book of Mark. Mark, the 11th chapter, verse 22 through 25. Oh, I love this. I pray you're getting something wonderful out of this in this wonderful place that we're in right now. All right. Mark 11, verse 22 through 25. And it says this. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen, but you must really believe that it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Did you see that? All right. And it goes on. Verse 25. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone who are holding, let me, verse 25 again. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. All right, so one of the things that we want to see tonight as well, as we're asking Father, understand Father takes notice of you. Of course, He's always noticing you. He loves you. But a spotlight shines on you when you come before him in Jesus name and the spotlight looks at your heart. So the Lord says, when you go before father, make sure you're not holding a grudge against anybody. That's going to be a hindrance to prayer. If you've been asking the father for something and if you've been wondering, God, do you hear me? And you're holding a grudge against someone that's going to hinder your prayer life. So God says, hey, you need to get that straight first. Come back and let's talk together. Get that straight. Now, forgiveness, if you're holding a grudge against them, you have to forgive them and let it go. But understand something. Forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for you. It's for you. It's for us. When we forgive that individual, we're not taking them off the hook because their offense is actually against God. Right. Because you are a child of God. So when they offend you, they actually offend your father. And when you forgive them, you release them of their sin debt. 
you actually give father the authority to then begin to deal with them. But if you are still holding their sin against them, holding a grudge against them, number one, it's causing you pain because we were not designed to hold anyone else's sin when our own sin is destroying us. Huh? You weren't designed to hold their sin. We were designed to release it. That's why we have to confess our sins before Father. We need to get that stuff out of us because we're not designed to hold sin. Sin is like a cancer. And if you hold yours, it's going to eat away at you. That is, if you won't forgive yourself, if you're down on yourself, you know, if you're negative about yourself, that's going to eat away at you at your very core. You have to release yourself. And definitely when someone else does something bad against you, if you're holding a grudge or holding their sin against you and you hold you got that this big old ugly sin ball here and you're putting you're pulling it in. Oh, that's that's terrible. You're holding not only yours, but you're holding theirs and it's just short circuiting the whole thing. So father says, when you come before him, you have to release that thing. Let that grudge go. Give it to him. Let him deal with it. When you release them, you give him the right to deal with that person. Glory to God. But as long as you're going to handle it your way, then I believe father says you handle it. Then listen, when you want God to get involved with it, you got to let him in and let him in all the way. And a part of that is, again, here, releasing those that you have a grudge against, releasing those that have sinned against you. I'm telling you, this is a part of prayer. Now, there's another hindrance to prayer that we need, that we need to talk about for the brief time that we have left. Oh, my goodness. This is so good. Let's look here also at First Peter, the third chapter, First Peter three, verse number seven. Listen to how this reads. Now, this is a hindrance to husbands. So husbands, please hear this. Please hear this. It says here in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wives with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Did you hear that? Treat her as you should, so that your prayers will not be hindered. One more time. Listen, husbands, treat her as you should, so that your prayers won't be hindered. All right. So you're wondering, Lord, why don't I have this? And why, why isn't this working out for me? How are you treating your spouse? In particular here, husbands, how are you treating your wife? The word hindered here in the Greek, uh, in the Greek means to cut out or to cut off. So you're wondering, God, are you hearing me? God, are you hearing me? But if we're treating our wives in a way that's terrible, destructive, abusive, your prayers are being cut off. He's not hearing. They're being cut off. They're being hindered. Now, think about this for a moment. That means you're praying and prayer is going up. It is going up. But because of the way that we treat one another, what happens? It's cut off. It's cut off. So prayer again starts with relationship as we honor God as father. And as you are his child, it starts in love. 
Then as we go before him and we're asking in Jesus' name, making our prayer requests before him, our supplications, our petitions before the Lord, as we're doing that in relationship, Father says, well, how is your relationship with others? How is your relationship with others? And see, here's one thing that you're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit, because we can be, uh, we can hide things in our heart and not know that they are there. Maybe someone uh, offended you last week uh, at work or, or maybe someone else offended you way back in grade school. Maybe someone offended you this afternoon. I don't know. But if you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, please reveal to me if I'm holding a grudge against anyone. And he will bring that up before you. And once that comes up before you, I want you to then begin to say, Father, I release their sin. I give it unto you. And of course, that will give the father uh, the right, really, uh, and calls to go to that person and deal with them in relation to that sin. But again, if you hold on to it, then you've got it. But if you want the situation resolved, first of all, release that sin, give it to father, and then allow the spirit to cleanse your heart and to heal your heart from what has happened. Amen. That way that you can that you can really love them. Oh, this is so wonderful. I pray you're getting this. All right. Now, we're also let me give you another key for prayer here. We're also going to pray in agreement. That is, you're going to get someone else to to pray with you. Somebody that believes like you do, uh, someone that has like precious faith. You want to get them to touch and agree with you. So let's look at that scripture. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the 18th chapter, Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20. And it says this. I tell rather, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among you. King James said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I with you. I'm there with you. If you gather in his name, gather as his followers, the Lord said, I am there with you. So he says, if you find someone here on earth, here on earth, well, you know, I'm in a heavenly place now, but <laughs> let's change that. Whoa. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> that's earth. All right. If you find someone here, <laughs> here on the earth, someone that you can touch and agree with, someone that can feel your pain and, and understand what you're going through. If you can transfer the weight of that pressure to them, tell them, hey, I really need this rent money or, hey, I'm really going through this matter in my relationship. Hey, I really need a new job. And you communicate your heart to them. And you know whether you've communicated your heart to them if they feel the weight of it, if they feel the pressure of it, if they say, oh, man, I feel you. Oh, girl, I feel you. I got you. All right. Then the weight has been transferred. Then the two of you can touch and agree and you can ask the father for this thing and he will do it. Hallelujah. We're going to ask him in Jesus name. So, again, touching and agreeing is another wonderful key uh, for prayer. Let's go back up. <laughs> All right. Praise God. All right. As we get into the end of this. Now, we also want to ask in accordance to the father's will. Also want to ask in accordance to the Father's will. So remember, we said before Jesus continued to say, "What have you asked for? The, what have you asked the Father in my name? I'm going to do that." 
anything you ask, I'm going to do that. Now that anything or whatever is qualified. We're going to ask in accordance to God's will. So let's go to 1 John, the fifth chapter, verse 13, 14, and 15. Let's read it. And it says, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Verse 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And listen, if God hears you, he will answer. The word hear, the word heareth or hear is synonymous with answer. If father hears you, he will answer you. You can bank on that. That's a given. Look at verse 15. And if we know that he hear us, you see that? And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. If we know that he hears us, we know we have it. Well, how do we know that? We must ask in accordance to his will. Well, what is his will? You've got a whole Bible full of the will of God. And we're going to ask in accordance to his will. In other words, we're going to pray the word. We're going to pray the word. If healing is needed in your life or someone that you love and they're really going through, well, you're going to take the father, his word. We're going to let's let's look at first uh, Peter, uh, the second chapter. I love this first Peter 224. And this is how it reads. It says who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. And because you were healed, that means you are healed. So I'm going to take the father, his word, and I'm going to say something like father, uh, you said in your word in first Peter two twenty four that Jesus took my sins away and uh, he bear, he bore my sins in his body upon the tree that I being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes I was healed. So because I was healed, that means that I, I am healed. And Father, I thank you that because of because Jesus took my sins away, that qualifies me for receiving this healing. And I declare that you have healed me. I declare it's already done. And I thank you, Father, in accordance to your word, I ask for this healing and I receive it now in Jesus name. So you put put Father in remembrance to what he said. Has anyone ever done that to you before? You said you were going to do something and then stuff happens. You know, we we know what happens. Stuff happens. And you just didn't get a chance to do it. But they remind you of what you said. You know, I, I had a nephew. My goodness, this would happen many years ago, maybe over 20 years ago, but I'll never forget it. He had a little Jeep, a little electric Jeep. He may have been about three or four years old. And uh, someone had told him that I could fix his little his little Jeep so he could drive around. And uh, and I, I, I think I probably said, yeah, I'll, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. But, you know, that little man took that word to heart. You know, and I got busy and it. But when I would come around, he'd say, hey, Uncle Mark, won't you fix my Jeep? Fix my Jeep. And I say, you know what? I will. I will. I will. I was busy. I'll, I'll get a chance to get to it. I promise. I saw him again. Uncle Mark, when are you going to fix my Jeep? Fix my Jeep. You said you're going to fix my Jeep. You said you're going to fix my Jeep. And I said, I will. Well, you know, he stayed on me and stayed on me. It didn't take very long um, for me to get in there and do what I could do to fix his Jeep. <laughs> you know, 
He brought the word back up to me. And because I value what I said, I had to do it. Now, don't you know our father is a lot more honorable than I am. Hallelujah. And when you bring his word before him, he hears his word and he loves it. So when you say, Father, you said in your word, by Jesus stripes, I am healed. I believe it. I receive it. And I stand upon what you said. That is my reality. That is my truth. Hallelujah. He loves that sort of thing. He loves when you bring him his word. Well, let's say you, you need finances where well, you can declare in Psalm 23, right? Verse number one, Lord, you said that you are my shepherd and I shall not want. Hallelujah. You said uh, in uh, Philippians 419, you said that you would supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, you said that you would do that. And I ask Father right now for this need to be supplied according to what you have said. You got it. We're going to bring the father his word. My goodness. Hallelujah. And as we wrap up tonight, as we wrap up tonight, uh, I hope that you've really getting really gotten all those keys. As we wrap up tonight, let me give you uh, these final uh, final six things, because after you have prayed, you don't want to drop the ball. You don't want to drop the ball. You don't want to fumble the ball after you pray. Many people fumble the ball after they prayed. And so I believe you, if you hearken unto these six things, you won't fumble the ball. You run it in for a touchdown. Praise God. So we know that we're going to ask the Father in the name of Jesus. And whenever possible, we're going to touch, touch and agree with someone else. Ask them to, to pray, pray along with us. Someone that has that like precious faith as you do. Praise God. If you believe in God for a million dollars and they say, well, I don't know if God's going to do that. Find somebody else, praise God, that can believe with you. Glory to God. Amen. All right. So, all right. There are six things that I want you to do after you have prayed. After you pray one, after you prayed and you, you prayed and you say, Father, I thank you for answering my prayer. I thank you for hearing me in Jesus name. Amen. You prayed to the father in the name of Jesus. Once you've done that, I need you to sit and wait because I understand prayer is a conversation. Don't just dump and leave. No, sit and wait. Wait on father to speak to you. Wait on his spirit to communicate with you. I believe the Lord will many times give you an answer at that moment. Now, after waiting a certain period of time, I don't know, one wait, minute, five minutes, I don't know, you know, whatever time that you have, after waiting, you don't feel like you've got an answer then? Well, then rise from, rise from prayer and you'll really discover maybe throughout that day or the next day or maybe even in a dream, you'll discover that God will give you an answer. He really does speak to us. All right, so after you have waited, and you're hearing from God. Secondly, I want you to thank the Lord before you really get up and start rest of your day. I want you to begin to thank him. So you exit with thanksgiving and praise. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for your word, Father. I appreciate you and I honor you. Thank you for being my God. Thank you for being faithful. You just want to thank him. You just want to end with thanksgiving. Next, you also want to declare his word as you go out of prayer. Declare what he said. Especially when you feel, if you're talking about the areas of healing, when you feel pain rack your body, say, oh, nope, I don't receive that. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, that it's by the stripes of Jesus that I am healed. I declare my healing. I declare because I was healed. That means that I am healed. And I thank you, Lord, that I declare it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. No matter what it is, in whatever area it is, you're going to take that word out of prayer and you're going to sprinkle that throughout your day. 
you're going to especially need to declare the word of God uh, in times of warfare, in times when everything else seems to be coming against you. And when it seems like everything else is saying, no, God didn't hear you. You say, nope, nope. I declare uh, that he supplied all my needs according to his rich and glory by Christ Jesus. I'll have that job. I'll have a better job. I thank you, Lord. The rent's going to be supplied. I thank you, Father. As a matter of fact, I say right now, it is supplied. It is done. I thank you, Lord, that my sons and daughters are coming back together. Thank you for, for saving my family. Hallelujah. You're going to declare the word of God when you leave the time of prayer. You're going to continue to thank him. And you're going to continue to do that until the manifestation occurs. Now, whenever possible, share your faith with others. Tell someone else what you believe in the Lord for. Tell someone else about the vision that you've received and let them, of course, pray along with you. All right. So you're going to do those things. You're going to do those things until the manifestation, until the manifestation occurs. Now, last, if there is a corresponding work, then you're going to do that. If you believe in the Lord for a job, well, then after you get up from prayer, go out and fill out some applications. <laughs> go online. All right. Go on the hunt. Praise the Lord. You believe you received it. So go out and get it. Praise God. You believe in the Lord for a car. Well, then visit some car lots. Praise God. You know, there are corresponding works. One particular man, one particular man uh, was believing the Lord for a car. Uh, and the Lord told him, hey, you know, your garage is full of stuff. You, you don't even have a place to put the car if I gave it to you. After hearing that word, he went immediately, began to clean the garage. And in the next day or so, he had a new car. The loan went through. He got it. Praise God. That's awesome. So there is always a corresponding work. So keep those things in mind. And I believe that you will see great and awesome results. But the most important thing that you can ever pray about is asking the Lord to be your Lord and Savior. And even after you are saved, you're asking him all these wonderful things that we can ask for. Let's ask him for a closer and a more intimate walk with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's ask him for more of him. He said, you can ask whatever, right? Whatever, Father, you said, whatever we shall ask in, in your name, in the name of Jesus, you would do it for us. Hallelujah. Well, I ask for more of you. I ask for more anointing. I ask for more grace. I ask for wisdom. You got me? So let's not spend our time um, just praying on a lot of physical things, a lot of money and things. Money has wings and flies away. Let's ask for the things that really do matter. Praise God. Yes, you can have these other things, too. But put the majority of your prayer life on the things that are eternal. Amen, amen, and amen. I've enjoyed being with you tonight. Uh, so let's go back down to the park and uh, go ahead and end this Bible study. I'm, I'm going to portal back to the park. How about that? All right. Oh! All right. All right. Well, hey, still got everything, so I guess we're pretty good this time. All right. Thanks for joining me tonight. I had a great time with you and I hope that you enjoyed it uh, as well. And I pray that you will take those prayer points uh, to heart and you'll put this word in action. Don't forget to join us on our website 24 hours a day at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear this message and the entire series. If, if, and if it's possible, join us Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pastor Nelson's going to be with us and uh, this will be the last time, at least for right now, praise God. He was with us for three weeks in a row and I thank God for him next week. I will be back up in the pulpit, so we'll see more on that. And I believe we're going to
continuing this series, uh, Focus on Christ. But Pastor Nelson will be here this Sunday at 10 a.m. and he'll be speaking from the subject of From Rags to Riches. So you don't want to miss it. It's going to bless you, bless you, bless you. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you on the next time. Bye-bye now. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.